0: Previously on Cyril Reed's Ninja Gaiden. After learning about his father's note, Ninja Master Ryu Hayabusa decides to travel across the world in hopes of getting sweet revenge. After getting kicked off of a college campus, 13-year-old Ryu visits a local bar and gets into a massive street fight, and then he's shot by a mysterious woman. After coming to his senses, Ryu attempts once again to find the Professor Smith, who turns out to be none other than Dr. Wimple. After comparing notes, Ryu and Smith are interrupted by a thief masquerading as a postal employee. Will Ryu recover the stolen artifact? Will Dr. Wimple continue to do and say stupid things? Will Ryu's mother ever wise up? Find out now as we continue our journey into the heart of Ninja Gaiden. Chapter 9 Get him, Ryu! Dr. Smith called out. Ryu was already out the door. The postal worker had run to the left, and he was fast. But Ryu raced after him. As the two of them barreled through the hallways, frightened passerbys clung to the walls. Inside archaeology classrooms, students looked up from their stone relics. Inside anthropology classrooms, they looked up from their skeletons. The thief disappeared around a corner. Ryu could hear a voice yelling, Hey! what are you doing with my... Ryu raced around the same corner at top speed, but he wished he hadn't. He tried to stop. But it was too late. He slammed it into a wide, wheeled cart covered by a green tarpaulin. The thief had pushed it in his path. With a deafening clatter, the objects fell to the floor from under the tarp. At the last moment, Ryu managed to roll away, the left, a human jawbone shattered. Behind him, a skull bouncing without breaking. A thigh bone just missed hitting his arm. When Ryu jumped to his feet, the floor was littered with pieces of ancient skeletons. The thief's footsteps clattered in the distance. The man who had just pulled the cart looked stunned. Before he could say a word, Ryu said, I'm with Dr. Smith. He tore off down the hall. Ahead of him, he was a building's lobby. Through the plate glass window, Ryu could see the thief sprinting across the lawn. He pushed through the door, his legs hammered the ground as he ran, but the thief was already through the main gate. The two guards were just looking at him, bewildered. Stop him! Ryu yelled. There was a squeal of tires. A black Lamborghini pulled away from a hidden spot behind the gate. It left a cloud of dust as he sped away. Ryu ran right past the guards, who still hadn't decided what to do. He reached into his pocket near his chest, his fingers close to a razor-sharp shuriken, the ninja throwing star. It was small, but it was deadly accurate. He veered to his left around the dust cloud. When the car was in view, he let it loose. It was a powerful throw. The shuriken whistled as it sliced through the air. It disappeared into the dust cloud and embedded itself into the left rear tire of the getaway car. With a shriek of rubber against blacktop, the car skidded wildly. It turned a complete circle and crashed into a ditch by the side of the road. Instantly, the two front doors opened. The drivers bolted to the right into the desert. The thief emerged from the passenger side, holding the statue. You pulled out the other shuriken. I never miss he called out. The thief believed him. Panic bleached his face. He dropped the statue and he ran. Ryu considered chasing him, but he didn't. The dark statue was his again, and that was all that mattered. He bent over to pick it up. The security guard ran up behind him. Who was that guy? One of them asked. Beats me, Ryu replied. He examined the car memorized the license plate. He tried to steal a relic from the archaeology department. That was some display, the other guard said. You ever want a job, you ought to get in touch with our boss. Thanks, Ryu said with a smile. He walked back across the campus, holding the dark statue tightly. Back in the archaeology building, Dr. Smith's door was closed. Ryu knocked. There was no answer. Ryu hoped that he hadn't gone off... Uh, to a class or a conference or something. He tried the doorknob. It turned easily. Ryu opened the door. Dr. Smith was there, all right, on the floor, unconscious. Papers were strewn around him. His shirt was ripped, his glasses torn off. In his right hand was a glass paperweight, a weapon he probably hadn't had a chance to use. Ryu rushed to his side. Dr. Smith! He called, gently slapping the old man's face. Are you alright? Dr. Smith's eyes slowly opened and then shut. S uh, He moaned. What's that? Ryu asked, relieved to hear his voice. The professor gritted his teeth with pain. The-, the safe, he muttered, trying to crane his head towards the black wall. Ryu looked up. Where the painting had been... There's now a hole. A jagged empty hole, surrounded by a ring of black. The light statue Ryu said under his breath. They they took it and Dr. Smith grimaced as the words eked out of his mouth. Who did? Ryu asked. The answer came from the doorway. Follow us, please. Ryu whirled around. Three men stood there, each wearing grey suits each holding a pistol. Chapter 10 Where are you taking me? Reeve demanded for what felt like the 100th time. The handcuffs bit into his wrists as he was being helped out of the limousine. This way! came a gruff answer, which was exactly two words more than any of the three men had said during the entire trip from Galesburg. With a hand gripping each of his shoulders, Ryu walked reluctantly across the parking lot towards a low, long, adobe window. They were in the middle of nowhere, a flat landscape of cactus and snakeweed. They went into the building and entered an elevator. An elevator in a two-story building. Ryu wondered why they hadn't just taken the stairs. It wasn't long before he realized why. They weren't going up at all. The elevator was plunging downward. And downward and downward. After a minute or so it stopped. The door was open, and a blast of cool air rushed in. They walked through a brightly lit corridor to an unmarked door. One of the grey suited men knocked. We have the kid, he said loudly. Aw good. Come in, came a voice from within. The office was huge. As Ryu was let in, he couldn't help but look around at the high-tech gadgetry that festooned the walls. Rear-projection video screen monitors holographic maps. The only thing that wasn't made of plastic, glass, or steel was the polished wooden desk in the middle of the room. Behind it was a man of about 30 with blonde hair and a bland smile. "'Foster's the name,' he said." His eyes rested on Ryu's for a moment, as if he were reading a message in them. Then he turned to the other men. The handcuffs aren't necessary. I would like to shake this young man's hand. One of the guards unlocked the cuffs. Foster leaned over his desk, extended his arm. Ryu didn't take it. Without a trace of surprise, Foster said, You handled the Jokyo men with great skill, Ryu. Ryu narrowed his eyes. Where, where am I? He asked. How, how do you know my name? And, and who is Jakkyo? Foster looked over Ryu's shoulder and made a small hand gesture. Immediately, the guards left the room. In answer to your first question, he said, you are in a CIA outpost with very few people have ever seen. In answer to your second question. I know your name because many years ago, your father was involved with trying to discover something of great importance to national security. We tried to tail him, but he eluded our agents in the Amazon jungle. He just disappeared, as you know. Likewise, Dr. Wimple. Or so we thought. Ryu felt a shudder. How could this man be... Be talking so coldly, so so businesslike about his father. Foster began pacing. You see, the the moment you made the plane reservation, it appeared on our computer files. For years, we suspected that someone in your family would come after Dr. Hayabusa. What we didn't expect would be that it would lead us right to Dr. Wimple in his, his new disguise. Your friend, Dr. Wimple, uh, slash Smith, has been a very crafty fellow. He's conducted his research in the Amazon using different names, sending other archaeologists. He must have suspected that someone was keeping an eye on him. So, so why did you attack him in his own office? Ryu shot back angrily. "You, You could have just told him what was going on. Foster shook his head. That wasn't us, Ryu. That—that that was the work of a criminal mastermind named Guardia del Mio, otherwise known as the Jacio. We have reason to believe that the Jacio has control of the Temple of Darkness. The what? Ryu replied. It's where the demons live, inside a great formation. For years. We have been trying to get inside, but the Zhakyo has thwarted us. He's amassed an evil power he can. He is performing rituals, training armies of impossible strength, all in a fantastic quest to take over the world. We believe he is determined to harness this energy of the demon when it awakes. But, But he can't, Ryu said. The demon will sleep as long as the two statues are away. Exactly, and we have been trying to collect both of them for safekeeping. Years ago, we managed to get a hold of the dark statue. We planted it on you in hopes that it would lead to the light one. He sighed. We didn't suspect that Yakio would would be on your tail. Wait a second, the statue was planted on me. A voice behind him answered, "That's right, Ryu." Ryu spun around. Standing in the doorway was the young woman who had shot him. You! He said under his breath. You're working for... For... For them? Them is us! Foster cut in. We're the good guys, Ryu! But... But she shot me! Ryu protested. For your own protection, the young woman said. As she walked towards the desk, she explained... Those men from the bar were dangerous. You were hopelessly outnumbered. My gun was loaded with tranquilizer darts. They dissolved in your skin without leaving a trace, but the shot scared off your attackers. I I, I could have handled them, Ryu said. I'm a ninja black belt. Couldn't you see it from my outfit? The young woman shrugged. I thought it was a high fashion statement. So you you brought me to the CIA headquarters and and, and gave me the dark statue? A replica, Foster corrected him. We didn't want to risk anyone stealing the real one. But but we thought you might need something to, to prove your identity to Dr. Smith. In other words, Ryu said, you abducted me and... And you used me for your means of tracking down Dr. Smith and and caused me to chase the Jacky O's goons over some worthless statue, which which forced me to be away from Dr. Smith when he was attacked. All that so you could get the light statue, which, which was taken from under our noses anyway. Good work, guys. Foster shook his head and grimaced. I'm afraid you're right. Even the most sophisticated organizations bungle things from time to time. That's why we need your help. Why should I help you? You're an exceptional fighter, Ryu. I could tell by the way you went after Jockio's men. And, uh, if you truly are a ninja, you'll be able to penetrate the Jockio's lair. Perhaps a ninja would be understanding of Jockio's mysterious power, the young woman added. Ordinary forces have been helpless. "'Remember, Ryu,' Foster said. "'He has the light statue now. "'And we must retrieve it before tomorrow. "'Of course, we will pay for your work,' "'Ryu looked from Foster to the young woman. "'He had come to America to carry out his father's wishes, "'not to get involved with covert government operations, "'and not to be bought. "'What if I say no?' Ryu said defiantly. Foster's face instantly grew cold. When he looked at Ryu, his eyes were like lasers. My young friend, he said, you don't want me to answer that. To be continued. And now, an open letter to A.L. Singer, the author of Ninja Gaiden. So. I'll admit, with Grand Theft Auto 4 coming out this week, my mind hasn't exactly been on Ninja Gaiden. Don't get me wrong. these two chapters were entertaining enough, but it's it's hard to compete against Nico and his badass bag of tricks. Maybe if Ryu killed a few more prostitutes, drove around the city drunk and escaped a violent bank robbery, I might be more interested. But as it is, all we learn is that he's you know gonna have to take part in some covert CIA operation or something like that. Wait. What? The, the CIA? And, and I love how everybody is so nonchalant about this magical demon that's going to be born out of these two statues and bring about doom and destruction. <laughs> I'm sorry, but not even Agent Mulder is going to buy this one. This this doesn't sound like a job for a ninja. This sounds like the job for a, the Justice League. Uh, they, they somehow expect this 13-year-old kid, 13-year-old kid, to lead the charge against Jacchio... And 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 do what dozens of well trained army men couldn't? Give me a break. This is the kid who was taken down by a single tranquilizer shot by a cute blonde. H- how on earth is he expected to defeat to defeat pure evil? And seriously, if if you're going to go this far with the story, you might as well just add aliens and zombies. Hell, I'm I'm sure Dracula and the Wolfmen. You know they could have been they could have used some work. Why why not the Loch Ness monster? I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you're going to introduce the idea of the CIA chasing down a magical demon, well, you might as well just turn this into an episode of The Twilight Zone or something. But that's not to say that this wasn't enjoyable. You know, I had a good time reading this episode. The first chapter was damn exciting, full of car chases, ninja throwing stars, and old men getting hurt. But at at the same time, I'm a little torn. Uh, w- while, I, while I love to see senior citizens get injured, my, my heart goes out to Dr. Wimple. Couldn't it have been, you know, the, the evil dean of the school or something? You know, the, the, the guy who was cheating on his wife with, with a transsexual prostitute and hiring gangsters to take out all the men that were blackmailing him? Oh, wait. Maybe that's Grand Theft Auto. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping this all straight. I guess what I'm trying to say is that even with all this ninja action, my mind just can't stay focused on Ryu's plight. I appreciate the effort, but you're competing against one of the best-reviewed games of all time. It's, it's not your fault. 19 years ago, you didn't realize that you'd have to vie for attention with, with tough-talking gangsters, extreme bowling matches, and wanton violence. 19 years ago, Grand Theft Auto was nothing more than a, than a silly Ron Howard movie from the 1970s. So, you know, don't worry. It's, it's. I'm sure next week, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm reading, you know, chapters uh, 11 and 12, I'm, I'm, sure that I'll be, I'll be completely over my Grand Theft Auto phase, probably. Well, we'll see. Yours truly, Cyril Lachelle.